Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Good evening. Good evening to you. We have Todd. Hi, Todd. I'm here also. And we're adding one more. We're adding Ben from Trophic 5 Baits. Hi, Ben. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for uh, joining our little dog and pony show here. But uh, let's... uh, Let's get this out of the way. This podcast is brought to you by Fat AZ Musky Products. FatAZMusky.com is our website. Um, seems like a lot of people will be getting rod holders for Christmas. I've become extremely busy in the last week or so, answering a lot of questions, emails, in the form of emails, phone calls, text messages, and social media outlet messaging, I guess you would want to call it. Um so if you have any questions about setting up a boat, please, please reach out. I have no issues lending some advice, dedicating time and resources to finding the best solution for your trolling setup. And now would be a really good time because it's the off season. You have time to play with and set up and, you know, just dream big. And um, so with that said, the baits... You can find them at Team Rhino Outdoors, and you can find them on Muskie Tackle Online. Now, Muskie Tackle Online is will be doing a 10% off sale that runs through December 10th. That's kind of a big deal. So 10% is 10%. I believe the free shipping over $75 still applies, and I think that we're going to be right about the time that he's going to announce that sale. Aaron at Muskie Tackle Online, so be on the lookout for that. That'd be, uh, you know, obviously just in time for the holidays. So, um, with that said, I think I've hit all the AZ stuff. Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Get hold of us, Vance and Alley Fishing, Pennsylvania, April, May, and last Saturday in May through November, we'll be fishing up at Chautauqua Lake. Days are filling up daily right now so uh you know if you know when you're coming up to chautauqua to do some fishing get a hold of us sooner rather than later we'll do our best to get you on the books and get you out there and get you on some fish beautiful and when you do come out and fish with us we'll be fishing out of ranger boats big shout out to them for sponsoring this show um and sponsoring muddy creek fishing guides uh, st croix rods best rods on earth check them out they lasted another season with us uh, wear and tear. Uh, really impressed with their trolling rod series, um, as well as others. Also, get all your boating needs at Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Um, if you're in the boating market, they got everything you need there. Um, and of course, demand is not doing production right now. So if you're getting a, a boat ready for the spring, thinking about it, use new. Uh, give them a call so it can be ready for your 2021 fishing season. They have, of course, Ranger boats. They have Starcrafts, Star Welds, and Triton boats. Check them out. Excellent. That's going to be bringing us up next to Muskie's Inc. Muskie's Inc. Yo, yo, up, down. Muskie's Inc. Get a hold of your local chapter. I just got my uh, calendar in the mail the other day. Uh, 
always nice to get that. I have some, saw some recognizable faces in the calendar this year. So, uh, most these Inc has so, you know, there's so much going on there with all the, all the things that they have to offer. The clubs can get as involved as they want with the local fisheries, stocking, you know, changing regulations, so much going on there. I think it's just really important if you're involved in muskie fishing, be involved in your local muskieing chapter. I believe we have a Canadian guest on today, and, you know, they have Muskies Canada. Same same basic thing, man. Get involved. If you're into muskie fishing, get involved. And at $45, seriously, go buy your fishing partner a Muskies Inc. membership. I mean, yep. it's 45 bucks. I mean, yeah, times can be tough, but... This is not exactly a recreational sport that is inexpensive. So, forty-five bucks, go do it. Sign your friend up. And the Musky Max Plus, March sixth and seventh, Princecape Arena, Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. It's been at that venue now for what hopefully is going to be its third year. We love it down there. Um, say it every week. As of right now, it is still on. We're spreading the word. Um, you know, if we we're going to keep telling everyone, mark your calendars because you know we haven't heard that it's changed. So let's just keep crossing our fingers and hoping we can get through this. Um, great, great venue, great vendors, great time. It's just we love it there. It's our it's our favorite show. So let's hope on that. But as of right now, our weekly update is it's still on. All right, Ben. Tell us where people can find your baits before we get in the Q&A. So the baits are only available uh, through a group that I have on Facebook. Um, and we'll touch on why that is uh, due to the volume of baits I put out in a year. It's not very high. So I, I have a group on Facebook where um, I auction them off during the winter only. And uh, there's only approximately 50 baits that get made every uh, every winter. It's kind of my little winter hobby to keep me in touch with the the musky fever and uh, you know keep uh, the relationships I have going with with whomever uh, is in the musky world. And it, yeah, kind of you know, narrows down to that group on Facebook for now. But who knows? Maybe one day we'll expand from there. <laughs> wow! So I'm I'm pretty impressed because. You know, you sent me 20% of your inventory. Those 10 baits showed up. They were great. <laughs> That's a joke. I want to see how you react. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any. So, no. <laughs> starting off with a complete bomb of a joke. So, that's okay. That's good. <laughs> it won't be my last one this show. So, all right, Ben. Um, Let's let's dig a little into your your history here. Like, what got you into fishing, and let's work your way up to the musky fishing and where you're at now. Uh, yeah. So, being from uh, Northern Ontario, I was very fortunate. Uh, had a, a family that that had a, a family cottage on a small lake, and uh, we did a lot of multi-species fishing growing up. You know, the the old uh, walleye, pike, and and bass were. The typical species in that small lake, uh, and uh, having a, a grandfather and a father that that enjoyed that sport, uh, naturally transitioned uh, into doing so myself. And as I got into my later uh, teen years, I guess you would say, I, I really 
uh, got into uh, to walleye fishing, and that was that was uh, all that mattered for for quite a while. Um, the the, the walleye well fishing, that, not, not to interrupt you, the walleye fishing that you did, like when I when I hear uh, what I stereotype Canadian walleye fishing is white curly tailed jigs, and you're just kind of vertical jigging them. Is is that is that like what you were doing? Well, that's a late fall program with with big chubs. I enjoy vertical jigging late fall for them, but we troll them uh, at night with uh, with wraps over weeds. And uh, I don't know if you ever tried that, but the, the strike of a walleye at night over weeds trolling an F11 wrap is pretty pretty uh, exhilarating. So we we did a lot of that and uh, lead core trolling, a lot of lead core trolling in late fall as well. Got us some of our bigger bigger walleye and uh, and vertical jigging as well. So. But that's all the past. I mean, the, you want to hear about muskie, I'm sure, and that that took that all gained a lot of traction about ten years ago for me. So I'm not a, I'm not a one that would have a long career at this point in the muskie world. But uh, I have a a very good ten years of uh, of, of good muskie stories for sure to to, mm-hmm. to be able to share. So that's that's uh, no. where we're at with that. Like the the, the cabin that you guys had growing up was was this like a private lake or were you sharing it with a bunch of other families there were other families on the lake yeah it's a small lake it's uh it's, it's accessible by road there's uh, i want to say maybe 150 cottages on it it's not a, a, a big lake but no it's it's uh there are many that enjoy it okay how, how big is acre wise i mean i don't are we looking at a thousand two thousand a hundred I'm just trying to think. Acres, maybe it's it's maybe uh, you know two miles long by a uh, uh, quarter mile wide, and it's a more of a, a, a elongated body of water than it is round. It's like it's, an impounded river. Big, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. Kind of, sort of. Could you use in miles? Being nice to our American. I know. I was going to. I I didn't even know <laughs> what what was comparable in the metric system to acres. I don't know acres <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, yeah. A, a lot of a lot of Americans don't even can can't even fathom what an acre actually is. So, um, well, that, I mean, miles to kilometers and things like that. Yeah, when you just, go into Canada, it's all clicks. Yeah, Great. yeah. I've I've been in Canada once, and I got very worried because my speedometer was was different, and I had to yeah, do some guessing. Yeah, heading up to four hundred one, you're like, gosh, I got to hit a hundred here. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up, we're going 100. Got to hit the speed limit. <laughs> but, so it was like, it was, I'm just curious because like, I don't know, I always see, and, and this is important, I I feel like, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of do your early fishing stuff here. Like the stepping stones, like very few people like, hey, we're going fishing today. And, you know, little three-year-old Johnny looks up and like, let's go musky fishing. And there's always some kind of, building block that that's there and like some people transition from bass fishing in you know other people you know whatever pick your species and they have like that one pivotal moment and stuff but when when i you know uh, for whatever reason in my head i always have this um if it's a small walleye lake that it can be easily overfished and over harvested and that's why i was curious about that cabin and stuff like that um but absolutely 
it's, oh, it's, it, it's not easy to catch walleye on that lake. Still to this day, many that I spoke to don't even think there is any in it. Uh, maybe due to the fact that they've never caught any or, or targeted targeted them themselves. But it, uh, I, I want to say that you know the efforts are made by the ones who who do fish it. Uh, you know the proper uh, catch and release techniques, respecting the limits that are in place. So those are things that you know you, on a small lake, a small community, you try to educate one another and push one another to, to respect so that future generations can can enjoy this right so i'm mm-hmm. i'm 38 now we're, we're doing this when we were younger so i'm still able to do this and it's uh definitely uh you know you could see the the efforts being made are are are, are, are helping so is do you still have the cabin in the family Yes, we're very fortunate to, to still be able to to frequent that cottage. Yes, exactly. Yeah, very cool. So now, no, no muskies in that lake. You said right? No muskies in that lake. No muskies in that lake. Have wow. you thought about it? Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> a no, I found, I, <laughs> no, I enjoy going to that lake and <laughs> catching the walleye that are in it. <laughs> yeah, not not happened. To <laughs> <laughs> have your own private lake yeah somewhat private but okay so so now like you, you started going into your teens like and, and you started getting kind of big into like the walleye fishing and by this time have you got your first boat or are you still kind of you know let's talk about when you start getting serious equipment here yeah no i still don't have my own boat i'm fortunate enough to use uh the uh, the 16 foot aluminum uh, that we have there at camp and uh, my first boat comes uh, in my early to mid 20s I want to say and mm-hmm. that's when we start exploring uh, definitely a lot more outside of that uh, that uh, known uh, lake where we grew up so that, that first muskie bite took place here on a local lake called Nepawasi. A friend of mine that I, I fished with at the time was was uh, was big into it, and I said, "I gotta get out with him and try this this musky thing." And finally, uh, <laughs> not knowing much about the techniques that I employ now, was actually handlining. Uh, I forget what the bait was. I think it was a, a, a storm uh, flat-sided walleye bait. And, a 46-inch muskie hit it while trolling, and that was it. I've never felt anything like that in my life, and it, uh, I'm sure we can all relate to that that memory of our first muskie strike where it just uh, took off from there. So, so man, that was pretty coincidental. I was kind of hammering you earlier on walleye, and it happened to be while you were walleye fishing that it was the pivotal moment for you. Nope, sorry. It was well, ah. we were targeting muskie at the time. It was oh, actually okay, a, but you're using a walleye bait. bait. Okay. Yes, a walleye pattern bait. Yes, it was. Uh, we were intentionally targeting the muskie, and and uh, lo and behold, we 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 got one. So that was it. After that. Okay, and so then, and and when you when you first see a forty six incher, I mean, it's the biggest thing you've ever seen out of a freshwater lake, and I mean, in muskie terms, that's. That's a nice fish. I mean, it's it's, it's a great size uh, fish, but there are much much larger fish that we are now looking for. But when you first see a forty six inch, you just can't believe your eyes what what just happened. So that was pretty cool. It was enough to to have me uh, 
make it to the show here today. Mm. <laughs> now, up until this point, that 46, it by the way it sounds, was probably your biggest freshwater fish up until that point. Did you, yes. were there any pike that kind of ri- rivaled that leading up to this? No. Okay. No, no pike. Because, like, what what would be Not the biggest event. pike that that you have caught? In? We have uh, a couple in the mid to high forty inch range now. Uh, these were hot targeting muskies, of course, on much larger body of water. Uh, but yeah, 44, 46, and uh, forty seven inch pike are our largest pike to date. They're okay. huge. They are. And they're just as uh, as rewarding to see. Even though you're not targeting them, when you they're they're that rare, it's, it's pretty cool. And there are bigger ones, and I'm sure we'll encounter one one day. But uh, to date, those are the the larger ones. So you weren't disappointed when you looked down at that pike and it wasn't a muskie. No, no, and it was on one of my baits actually, which was pretty uh, pretty cool as well. So that was uh, that was cool. Yeah i I always think like. Those big giant pike, they are very rare, like you said. It is it is something special when like at least in a, in my area, a forty inch pike is like holy crap. And yeah. those are those almost have like a secret like dopamine release in your brain that's just like I'm kinda glad I caught this forty inch pike that rather than a forty inch muskie, just because like you said, the rarity of it. And it's almost like the unsung hero that a lot of guys don't talk about. Maybe I'm in the minority there, but um, I gotta you gotta love those big pike. I mean, they're not as fat. They're not as you know, just everything. Their frame is smaller, but when you get them that long, it's just it's something special. And being that you're right. much further north than us, I always kind of think that there's always those big giant ones hiding. You got a better shot at them than us. Yeah, I, I, I agree. They're they're there. They're there. Yep. They're smart, but they're yeah. So, all right. So you got your you got your first nice big muskie, and how does what now? Is it just like time to start opening up the checkbook and buying stuff, or did you enter it slowly? No, the, the checkbook got opened. Like you said, <laughs> it, it was a whole. <laughs> <laughs> the local store here can attest to that. I mean, it uh, you know before the whole online thing took off, it was go go to the the local store and buy this and buy that. And what what else can we acquire? What else can we throw into the mix? And what's a better rod? What's a better reel? And that was the whole the whole experience in its own. Uh, you know, to, to 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 look into all this available equipment that that we have now and um. Uh, yeah, I'm getting off track here, but yeah, it was full. It was full, full, uh, full blast into the sport, and uh, and what what other waters too that tied into where else can we get these fish, and where are the bigger, the biggest fish available to us here in the, in this area? And being from Sudbury, we're we're very fortunate. We have uh, we have uh, Nipissing Lake Nipissing, which I'm sure you've all heard of, uh, and and you know Georgian Bay as well, where. We uh, we decided to to cut our teeth, and it uh, I ruined my whole my whole muskie career by by landing my first Georgian Bay muskie uh, uh, at, at 57 inches uh, by by 24. That was my first Georgian Bay muskie. So you can imagine the look on my face now, 10 years later, 
uh, not having been anything close to that. So it's so, yes. That so was, uh, that fifty-seven came early in in your journey. It did. Yes, our first trip on Georgian Bay, our first day trip on Georgian Bay, uh, we landed that fish at four thirty in the afternoon after. Uh, after a long day, uh, my, my fishing partner of, of 20 plus years, Paul, uh, had gotten a nice, actually one of the, the 44 inch pikes came that morning and that afternoon uh, we got that, that 57 inch. It was just absolutely incredible. And it's, it's more incredible now to, at that time you're young, you know, we didn't, re- we knew it was big. We said, oh, wow, this is Georgian Bay. This is, I mean, wow, look at this thing. And we're, we're, we're in it now. We're going to do this. We're not going to do this all the time, but we look at swims in here, and we're now today. I'm like, holy oh, geez, that was that was the rarest thing to ever hit the net for sure. I don't think we'll ever do that again. Yeah. So that was your second muskie. First, yes. Yeah, sorry. So my second muskie and my first my first Georgian Bay muskie and my second muskie overall. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, you were due. I mean, you just you put in all this time. <laughs> it was all over. Yeah, it, it was all over. And and, and here it's it's still your number one fish. Do you? It is. We do have. uh, We're very lucky. We put in the time. I mean, this year we we did. You know, I have fifty one days on the water. Our numbers aren't high, but this year we have two fish that that went forty pounds each on a certified scale. Uh, And my two biggest fish after that fifty seven are a fifty one and a half by twenty six and a half that went. 45 pounds and a very similar fish the year after uh, at 51 by 26 and a half that also weighed uh, 45 pounds. So we have some nice Georgian based specimens. We're very proud of that. Uh, and, and many others that, that, you know, more of that caliber, but that are, are definitely respectable uh, quality fish. Yeah. You probably had a little bit of a skewed outlook after that 57 hit the net, at least for a little Absolutely. bit. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it's still it still haunts our conversations. Uh, will we ever see that again? I, you know, you speak to some very experienced uh, Georgian Bay anglers, and, and they'll tell you that's just as rare, if not more rare, than a fifty-plus pounder. So it's no, it's definitely uh, a remarkable fish, and we'll uh, we'll forever cherish that that memory. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And like I said, with every every year that goes by, it becomes more and more. Uh, valuable, if you want to say, if you want to call it that. Yeah, no doubt. So, do you mind, you know, because you got two incredible fish on that trip. You want to kind of give us a breakdown of that 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 day, like just how that trip go? How'd you figure out where you were going to go? You're, you're heading to the Georgian Bay. I've been there a few times, not many, but. uh you just went to like local. Hey, let's start right here. How'd you figure out where you were going to go to tackle? I was fortunate, very fortunate to have a, a good friend of mine uh, that had been, grew up in the area, guided his whole life in the area, and told me. And at the time, we weren't fishing Jordan Bay, and he was my partner uh, at work for 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 a while. And he said, "You got to get." you got to get to the big water. If you're looking for that caliber of fish, you got to get out to, to Georgian Bay and, and start working there. You're not going to get the numbers you're looking for, but the, the quality of the fish is definitely superior. And so he pointed us to a few, a few areas that 
needed some uh, some attention, and we we went and spent the day. And I remember we're, we're coming down this 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 one stretch, and we stopped the boat. And I said, he told us we, it's we're it's around here somewhere. And so I gave him a call. I said, listen, we're sitting, <laughs> and there was a there's a there's a landmark, a very distinguished distinct landmark on shore. I said, we're sitting in front of this 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 thing here. And I described it to him. He's like, oh, yeah, that's really good. You guys make sure you hit that spot across from there like at some point today. Make sure you hit that spot. Just don't miss that spot. And so he said, but go work down a little further east. So we, we spent the day and, you know, the eastern portion of where he suggested. And on the way back, you're, you know, you're tired. You just said, he said, we got to stop here, Paul. And we got to have a little bit of a, a, a session here to to try our luck and lo and behold that's where that that 57 that 57 was sitting i cast it to, to shore maybe six inches off of some some reeds in a very shallow area and, and i look back at paul to see what he was doing and he says there's a big swirl right buddy your bait landed and i set the hook and there it was and it wasn't fighting very hard and it brought it halfway to the boat i said this might be a solid pike who knows doesn't feel very good and then the thing realized it was hooked and uh, I don't remember what happened between now and the net, but it was pretty exciting. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> awesome stuff. Next thing you know, Paulie put the net under that uh, 57 incher and we were all smiles. So your cast landed really close to the bank. Was it deep at the Very bank close. or was it shallow? No, it was shallow. So you had like an alligator just sitting there. Like it could have been half out of the water. It from what I could see, Vance, it was it must have been half out of the water. It was that shallow, and I I had to choke back on my cast because it was getting close, and I wanted to put it close, but it was you know it was time to stop it, and it landed, and as soon as it hit the water, that thing was that thing was on there. So it was pretty pretty neat, pretty remarkable to do it casting. Can you believe it? Yeah, like we're. I wanted to touch on that too. Like we're, we're casters at heart. We started musky fishing casting, uh, even though my first one was trolling. Uh, we, 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 we definitely focused on casting. We still do. Uh, we're doing a lot more trolling these days than, than we used to, but our, our, I don't know the way this is a feeling of approaching a piece of structure that just looks so good that you, you have history on that you've seen fish on and you know, you, you start that run at that exact, point and you, you just that feeling is pretty hard to beat no doubt but yeah i mean i th- that's that's crazy i can't remember really a time that like a fish was that i've caught was laying in such shallow water and you know you're talking one that's much closer to five foot than four foot and correct it's it's just right there it's all that water, however, however much water that is, essentially it's another Great Lakes that, yep. and it's literally at your feet if you were standing on the bank. That's insane. It was like winning the water. You couldn't have placed that cast at a better place at a better time. It's, uh, it was, yeah. So scratch my head. So okay, so you, you catch that and. Obviously, that's got to be like anytime you're in that area, you got to go back to it. Has it ever? You better believe. Has it ever paid off again? 
Never. <laughs> <laughs> same time of year, same date, same moon, same same. And there was that guy was there for whatever reason that day, and that was it. There was uh, nothing else to be seen. I mean, it's definitely a piece of structure of the way it's 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 laid out that that could hold fish. Uh, there's no question at, at any given time, but we haven't uh, we haven't been successful on it afterwards. So. I was gonna. If you were to ask me to predict that, I would have said that that's probably the case. You get your one yeah. super tanker, and then it's just gonna be a dry spell from there on out. But the never-ending randomness of musky fishing. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately. So. All right. Now, so you caught the big one casting, and and you're chugging along. When did you say I want to start making baits? I said I want to start making baits uh, once I discovered the whole magic of the, not the underworld of musky fishing, but like the less mainstream stuff, if you know what I mean, the, the handmade stuff. The, I, I was looking online and I, I, I looked. I started researching what else, what other baits, and this is going tying back into you know this. What kind of gear do we need? What what else is out there? And you start digging more and more, and you start finding these little niche markets where oh man, maybe this will work, or maybe this will will do better. Or anyhow, I I stumble across the blue water bait herring, and I say, well, this is look at this thing. This is awesome. And I I do a bit of digging online, and there's not much at the time, and I, I get a hold of of Lydial, um who was, was courteous enough to spend a, a good hour and a half with me on the phone and discussing stuff like we just discussed, you know, uh, uh, how did fishing start? Where did it, where did it take in? What, uh, this, that, and the other thing. And I knew there was an odyssey coming and I wanted a couple of these herrings that he made. And I, I placed an order for them and he said, yeah, you're going to be at the odyssey. Uh, come pick them up there. So very exciting, uh, to, to, to finally hold one of these, uh, in hand to meet to meet Lydio was great as well, who's still one of my great friends uh, today. Uh, but that was, you know, that was uh, a turning point there for sure to, to hold one of these handmade baits. And I said, I I, I want to do something like this one day. This is this is cool as hell. So, <laughs> so you got these 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 blue waters, and you're just like, yeah. And you look over, and there's a chunk of wood lay in there, and you're like. You know what? It's my time. And then you just started carving, or maybe you didn't. When, like, when did you like? I want to take it to the next step, and I'm going to make my own bait. And how did that okay, one turn so, out? <laughs> so it's more of an opportunity for me, which I was very uh, fortunate to, to come across. And it, again, thank to a big thanks to, to Lydio for this. Um, you know, and, and our friendship grew after that that odyssey. I kept in touch with him. We we, we you know we we talked regularly. And one day he said, "Listen, I'm super busy. Would you mind giving me a hand uh, wiring a few baits for me?" I said, "Are you kidding? Like, yeah, obviously I want to give you a hand doing this." And at this time, he didn't know that I you know I I wanted to eventually get into this. So anyhow, he uh, 
I was upfront with him about it. I said, yeah, like, I'll, I'll give you a hand, but I don't want it to get in the way of, of me wanting to do this one day. I really need you to, to know that this is uh, something that I, I'd love to do. And he said, listen, if you give me a hand with this, uh, I'm going to show you everything you need to do about every, everything you need to know, sorry, about the, the art of, of bait making. And uh, that was a huge, huge stepping stone for me, a huge boost uh, in the right direction. Uh, the learning curve was was shortened, and I and I got to learn from from one of the the greats. I think uh, a very, very fortunate uh, opportunity for me that I, I'll, I'll always uh, I'll always cherish for sure. So Lydio took me in, showed me how to wire the the blue water bait. Um, and I, I gave him a hand during, uh, you know, a few of those months and, and got to learn the hands-on uh, technique, his technique, of course, his recipe. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he still to this day gives me advice and uh, <laughs> it's a, a heck of a guy, it's, that's for sure. So you were like an apprentice. It was an apprenticeship, yeah, in the art of bait making, yeah. I definitely want to. I, I want to call it that for sure. It, uh, he was a mentor, and he, he took me in, and yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think if if there's another any other bait maker we've had on that's that's kind of got into making baits that way. You know, I don't. Do you guys remember any? <laughs> that that's that's oh. a unique way of doing it. Yeah, it's really unique, and he gave you, like, the worst part of the job, too, wiring. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. But <laughs> you can, if you yeah, can wire no a bait. Painting. There was no painting. But eventually you had to. And so you got this crash course, and you're going to now say, it's my turn. Were you tinkering around while you were helping Lydio or like kind of he didn't need help anymore and you're like ah it's my time I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do this like when did you first kind of make your first chip or something so uh, yeah so there was a set amount of baits that I uh that Lydio had asked me to help him with and that that was that that was completed um and one of the baits that I have, uh, that one of my first baits, I should say, that was launched was actually a bait that Blue Water had under its name for a while. Um, it, not very many were made, and they, they, they performed very well uh, for him. It's it's the 9-inch uh, fatty, um, the, the, the larger of my 9s. I have two 9s, a slim 9 and, a, and the, 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 the regular 9, which people called the fatty um and that bait there lydio said okay i'm not doing this this model of bait anymore we're gonna i'm gonna help you tell me what you want to do with it we're gonna tweak it um and lydio was kind enough to you know introduce me to all his contacts our baits are, are all cnc cuts to to, to to maintain uh you know efficiency to, to have everything regular you know to have everything consistent so um, we, we tweaked this bait uh, to the point where I was very happy with it and uh, started running it. It did well for us. Um, so that became a staple that we released at the 2017 Odyssey in St. Catharines. Uh, Lydio, again, very kind to open up an invitation to share the booth with him there. Our, our booth was 
absolutely uh, extraordinary. We, we had a lot of work. A lot of baits were displayed. It was a great turnout. I made 96 of those nine. Sorry, I made 96 baits total. Half of them were that nine-inch uh, fatty. And the other half were an 11-inch bait that we uh that we we developed and it it derives from that that nine but it's a it's an 11 inch body so again just bouncing ideas off him telling him what i wanted to do he he helped me a lot with uh with the r&d process of that and those were the 96 baits i launched uh at that odyssey and i i sold 21 baits i mean i came home with a few <laughs> there's no question but the new kid on the block that you know it was it was great to have that uh the blue water bait spotlight, you know, right beside me to, to bring in uh, some traffic. Uh, but it, it, and that's where it took off at that Odyssey. That was the main launch for, for Traffic 5 baits. So let's take a step back and how, how were your first paints? Because mm-hmm. I, because I looked at, I, I looked you up on Facebook and stuff like that. And, and, Anyone out there, you know, look them up, do a search, and, and see. You have a very clean paint style. And Thank you. generally speaking, that doesn't happen on your first go-around. Like, did you did you kind of just fall right behind with, like, like, really take a lot of things you learned from Lydia? Or did you say, I'm going to kind of figure this one out on my own for, for the painting? So... I'm very I'm very lucky to have an artistic background. I uh, I grew up drawing a lot. I enjoyed painting. Uh, I never airbrushed before, but I was one of the lucky few to to be able to combine two passions: fishing and 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 art. Uh, and Lydia will attest to this. He had nothing to do with the paint process. Uh, he has influenced me in many ways in the style that I I started off with. Uh, he's guided me as as far as the mechanics of the patterns go, if you want to, you want to put it that way, the way a perch is built, the way a, you know, a chocolate Walter should be let out. He, he give me the, the steps to make those, uh, you know, achievable, but the painting, uh, I, I took on myself and I, if you go on my Instagram page and you scroll right down on the first photo, you'll see the f- number one and number two, uh, T5s, that 11, that nine, and they're both perch patterns. And those were my, First, uh, first base, first time ever rubbing uh, an airbrush. So I, I was very fortunate. I, I, was, I gravitated to the tool, to the medium, and I, I, I'm comfortable with it. And every year that I, I use it, uh, no, because I only do it every winter. So I, one day I hope to find time to do it more and and keep keep up with it during the, you know, the rest of uh, of, the, of the year. But it, it uh, yeah, I'm just I'm lucky to have had that uh that knack for it if you want to call it that yeah they're, they're beautiful i uh, i just hopped on your instagram account while you were saying that and i'm scrolling through all this stuff and so it was a little bit a little bit natural coming in and you, you know that's that's another one of those things like if i don't i would be embarrassed to put up my first paint and the first bait that i caught uh that I caught a muskie on a bait that I made. Green weenie. I was going to say, anybody here remember it? The green weenie. <laughs> a lot of green on that weenie. So, <laughs> but it was a green weenie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was some good stuff, but so you kind of got your little setup here and 
you know, let's talk a little bit about your, your product line. So you have the nine inch fatty and then the other nine inch. And then there's a slim, a slimmer nine. Yeah. The slim nine, which is uh, a bit steeper lip angle, a smaller lip. Um, it doesn't share the same, uh, the same angle as the 11 and the, uh, the, the regular nine, the 11 and regular, regular nine, sorry, have the same lip. Uh, and the, the slim nine has its own. Um, and I've been working for the past uh, couple of years on a 13 inch version, which is being released here, uh, in the new year. So very happy with that. That's just, again, a larger version of the 11, just pumped up 22% and, and brought to a 13. And that's going to have, again, it's, it's own lip, a double, uh, a double toe eye on the lip to, to give you a shallow and a deeper uh, version uh, option, I should say. And, yeah, those are uh, those are the, uh, the all I have uh, in the mix so far. I don't want to, you know, go go too crazy and then start doing this that and the other thing. I just again, I, I release fifty baits a year, right? So I, I have the luxury of slowing things down that way and not not getting too uh, ahead of myself. So okay, so that that nine inch slim, d- describe its yes. action. It's action. Yes. It's got a nice shoulder roll. Um, it's got a pretty aggressive uh, uh, tail whip. It, it, it's got it. It, it likes to head hunt. It doesn't. It, it's aiming down a lot when it's when it's swimming. It doesn't wander. It doesn't have a. It doesn't have a walk. And uh, it's it's quite the quite the little bait. But about how deep is it? A deeper running bait? Is it? You know, let's let's talk about each each bait a little more in depth. About about what will it run sure. maximum depth? The slim nine. So I'll just give you one of the dive curves at uh, four and a half miles an hour. The slim nine, uh, ninety five feet back, for example, will give you will get you twenty five feet down. That's with the rod tip in the water, a hundred pound test power pro, and uh, a five foot, hundred and fifty hundred and fifty pound fluorocarbon meter. So 95 will get you 25, uh, 70 feet back will get you 20. That's on the slim nine with the regular lips. Uh, and then you can run it on a shorter leash at 50, get you 15, 30, I'll get you 10. If you want to start, you know, contour trolling a little bit more precisely and doing other things. So it's, uh, it's a quite, it's quite the versatile bait. Um, the 11 itself with the regular lip. Uh, again, very similar dive curve. 90, I'll get you 25 and all the way up to, to 50, you know, 50 back, I'll get you 15. Okay. Oh. So your baits are kind of geared more towards a deeper water, kind of open water trolling kind of setup. So these, yes, with the regular lip, I do offer all these, uh, profiles with a shallow lip option as well except the 13, that one won't be offered in a shallow, but the 11, the slim nine and the regular nine inch all come with a shallow lip as well. And that those offer a completely different action and a completely different dive curve, as you can imagine. And those are all through wire baits. Uh, even the, the shallow version is, is through wired and the toe wire to- is the, the Lexan lip. So it's not a nose pole bait. They're, they're all uh, lip pole. Okay. Now, do have you ever done a screw eye bait? Nope, I have not. Uh, I was taught, you know, to 
to do through wire and that's what uh, where my confidence lies um it's i mean I'd hate to see one of these things get blown up by a fish. I don't know if it ever happened. I've never seen it myself. I've heard horror stories, and those guys are all happy to have a, a stainless steel integrated harness to go into their hooks, bringing home the, the bacon, if you know what I mean. So it was always in my, uh, uh, you know, my desire to, to stick to, to through wire, and uh, that's, that's, that's how uh, each Trophic 5 will, will always be, so. Sticking to your guns. Hey, that's all you can do, right? Uh, yes. I'm so. not saying hey, a, a, a lot of a lot of screw and I baits perform very well. It's just not uh, it's not what I was was shown. And again, I'm going to stick to what I think is uh, uh, the winning ticket. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you an impossible question. If you had to pick sure. one bait that you make for the rest of your life, which model, which lip, which pattern, and why? Well, if I tell you my pattern, you're going to, you're going to (laughs) know that it works and you you already know where I fish. So that's, that's bad. That is an impossible. Essentially the state of Pennsylvania's (laughs) volume of water. So, uh, listen, uh, my 11 inch regular, my 11 inch with the regular lip is, is, is awesome. I, I always very rare. I don't have one out. Uh, and, uh, I really enjoy chocolate, chocolate Walter orange belly. What is a chocolate Walter other than delicious sounding? It's a walleye. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a, you know, one that'll do well in, in most, situations uh i do have other favorite patterns um and uh yeah they, they, they get pulled around too what um i have a question what is your most difficult paint job or or one you would spend the most time on and uh from there how long what, what's the longest you've you've taken to paint a bait so last year I got into a lot of the the natural realism type patterns, and that was just because I wanted to explore them. I wanted to see how they would come out, and uh, if I if I was able to to nail something as close as possible to the real thing, and there's still a lot of room for improvement. But some of those patterns from last year, that that uh, lake trout pattern, that uh, musky pattern the pike pattern uh even that that brookie they, they took you know that that laker that's all hand painted one at a time and it's not gonna it's not gonna catch more fish it's you know it's, it's more of a collection piece or a, again it's art for me it, it, you know I'm, I'm i'm challenging myself to, to put out stuff that i that i think uh, looks cool and that's that's ultimately what i i do here so that that's six to eight hours in one of those paint jobs easy it's uh no question. It took took a lot of time. I'm hard on myself. If there's a bit of overspray, it gets cleaned up. If if something doesn't look right, it gets redone. And it's uh, it's like that from step A to, to step Z. It's uh, very important that I, I put out the best possible product that I that I can. So, yeah, there's countless hours in these, and I'm proud of each. And 
So the ones that don't make it to the, to the page are in my box here, and I end up running them if there's a little defect on them or something. I wasn't. The old brush hair is awesome on your last coat to see that. Oh yeah, that that's all I get. That's all yeah. I get. <laughs> there's a bubble. Take that one. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you were asking prior to the show. You wanted my address to send me all those blems, and uh, <laughs> I wouldn't feel right taking them. Just so you're aware, um, I wanted to at least make that clear to everybody. Um, so you're you're kind of like to me that 11 inch bait. If if it's like your number one, your secret number one, we'll say. You're after quality, not quantity, when you're going fishing. Yep. And and have you noticed a sh- strike difference between the nine inch and the eleven? Do you think the eleven makes a difference on the big fish versus the nine? No, I don't. Uh, I think they both you know, have their own success rate. Uh, the nine, you know, the nine is responsible for, for most of the catches. I just, I, I'm a big bait kind of, I, I love big baits. Uh, I'm, I want to put out a giant one someday. I just, I always gravitated to just the, the big stuff like bucktails has got to be huge. The, you know, we cast, you know, a lot of the musky innovation stuff, like it's got to be a pounder. I'm not, throwing a spring dog it's it's got to be big stuff so i i gravitate to the 11 that way um uh, and the 13 you know may become my new thing if it if it uh if, if it starts to produce uh heavily so we'll see what happens i don't know a lot of, it depends on the body of water um georgian bay and you know smaller bays do very well at various times of year there, there's no question that a nine or even a smaller bait will do well in November, even though those fish are looking the bulk up, right? So it's, I don't know. I like my 11. I like, uh, I like the 11. Scrolling through your Instagram some more. When are you making a jointed bait? I get asked that a lot. Uh, and I'm not sure. I don't have a timeline for it. I, I'm not, uh, I don't have an answer for it. It'll come. Okay. It will come. Um, but I don't know when I will, uh, I will, uh, I will get to that. You'll get to that. But you, you haven't like at least played around with like, this one's for me. I'm going to go ahead and cut one of these baits and I'm just nope, going to see not, what. It... Okay. Not yet. That's part of the fun of being a bait maker. Some of the awful train wrecks that I, come up with at times and they just get shelved and a year or two goes by that I'm like, I don't even know how that thing ran and I'll just throw it in the garbage. So it doesn't sound like you're doing a lot of garbage throwing on baits like I do. (laughs) (laughs) No, the jointed will come. I mean, it's definitely a a popular style bait. And, but again, my numbers are low. Uh, My time is, is, is uh, limited and I, you know, I don't have a lot of baits out there. I, since 2017, I think I might have made five, five, five hundred and fifty, five hundred, five hundred and fifty baits total. That's not a lot in the grand scheme of things. It's not a lot of baits. No, it is not because when I'm when we're going full steam 
similar to you, we kind of do a lot more of the baits in the in the winter months. Mm-hmm. That that'd be a that'd be a decent two weeks. Nah, eh, maybe three. <laughs> but yeah, but, I mean, yeah, you're. It, it's 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 evident that you have an extreme attention to the details on those baits. It's uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, Oh, it's, it takes time. Uh, it's like I said, I'm having fun right now. I don't want it to become stressful. I, I tried in the past to do the, you know, the order lists and, uh, it, it, you know, it was, it took away from the, the fun of it for me. And if you look at my, my baits from last year, I did, you know, I do approximately 50 baits, like I mentioned, and they're almost all one of ones. They're almost, you know, I, I want to sit down. There's not going to be a production line where I'm going to do, 50 you know night shiners i'm not going to do I, I i don't like that aspect of it maybe one day if i decide to grow it it's going to have to be like that and i have no doubt that it it should be like that but right now it's uh it's a small niche market i have an incredible clientele for whom i'm very thankful for and i i thank them all uh, if they're listening in for all the the support they've thrown at me so far uh since i've started i couldn't have done it without them uh, you know, the, the fact that I'm auction based only, uh, a lot of these guys have a lot invested in their collection. And if I ever decide to put out a bait, you know, for retail at competitive pricing, I'd have to dedicate a bait, develop a bait for that only and keep what I have now, you know, going the same way that I've been promoting it because these guys have big collections. You know, some of them have a, a lot of money invested and I'm not going to do ever do anything to devalue that and take away from what they, they they've invested into, into traffic five baits. Right. So I'm sure you're under, you, you understand what I'm trying to say. It's uh, it's going to take, take time to, to grow it and grow it properly. So if I decide to in, increase volume. Right. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a definite, it's it's I think in the musky fishing world there it lends very well to those limited market you know not limited limited number baits in a market and you you just happen to be one of them to where you're not going to become a slave to the demand you're going to do what you want to do and you and you put it out there and when they're gone they're gone which um probably the people that are getting them now i'm gonna say do you limit like you've already got one sorry charlie you're not getting another one or it doesn't matter to you no it it doesn't matter it's uh it's uh you know first come first serve here it is you like it uh, go for it that's you know it's it's an auction based uh group and that's people are informed of that once you know when they ask to join if I have, you know, I have people reach out to me regularly. Hey, how much are you based on that? And I, I explain to them, you know, it's low volume. It's it's auction based only at this time. And if you'd like to join the group, this is, you know, this is how it is. And some 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 are more than happy to join, and others, you know, it's not for them. So that, and that's that's okay. That's uh, they're not for everyone. And it's like I said, I can't tap into every single aspect of the of the business uh, due to the time frame that I have. I have another job too that takes up a lot of my time, and it doesn't allow me to do this as much as I would like, and that's okay. But uh, I, uh, you know, people are, are are informed. I'm transparent about it. it. It's this is how it is, and if you're in, you're in, and if you're not, well, <laughs> be, 
maybe another time. Very nice. Well, is there anything else? This is I'm going to throw this one at you. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? You want to maybe you wanted to talk about and we haven't hit anything? Can you you cut out sorry, Vance? Can you repeat the question? No. He was just, he's asking if you want to touch on anything else before we wrap this up. For sure. No, I, again, I thank you guys for the wonderful opportunity to come speak uh, on your show. And uh, I want to thank again, uh, my, my, my client base that's been, uh, you know, involved in, in the growth of this, this, uh, this brand name for the last three years. I hope I can, Keep producing uh, you know, the best work that I can and getting it out there to, to whoever uh, you know appreciates it, and uh, we'll see where it goes. A lot of uh, a lot of potential uh, in this business, and I hope to, to take advantage of it uh, a little bit at a time and, and I, grow uh, the brand. I want you to uh, check out our mud puppy pattern, okay? And I want to see if you could sneak it in there in one of your. Uh, your small batches absolutely and see what happens i think a lot of people would like to see a mud puppy including myself it is a okay you got your yeah absolutely that's kind of our our color uh at fat az and um a lot of bait makers have have uh taken that on and kind of put their own spin on it so it would be uh, nice to see someone as talented as you uh Check the color out. Make if you it feel dark. like painting it, paint it up and make it a one of one and see what see what the public like thinks about it. Absolutely. No, you got yourself a, a deal. I'll, I'll put one in the in the mix. I'm starting to paint this Saturday actually for the uh the twenty twenty one stuff. So we'll we'll include a <laughs> a mud puppy in there with a, a trophic five uh, twist to it. Beautiful. I would love to see that. So perfect. perfect. Well, all right, Ben. Um, tell everyone your your page again. Yes. So the the group uh, on Facebook is is called the T Five Vault. Uh, that's where all the action takes place. It's the only source to acquire the baits at this time. The T Five Vault, and you can check out uh, Trophic Five Baits on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. All right. And with that, I'm going to be, give a big thanks to Fatty Z Muskie Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine, Muskies Inc., and the Muskie Max Plus. So uh, please support our fine sponsors. And good luck hunting, good luck fishing, and stay warm. Thanks for listening. <laughs>